Science in diction and fact over fiction. Learning and growing and healing afflictions. Authentic and supportive, knowledge a plethora. Welcome to the Library of Alexandria. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Library of Alexandria. I am your host, Alexandria Thibodeau, self-relationship coach, speaker, and writer. I created this podcast with the intent to serve as a library of knowledge to provide tools, resources, and wisdom to support you in protecting your peace, learning, growing, and ultimately thriving. It is my mission, my movement, to serve and support you in navigating life from a place of self-acceptance as a means to operate via fierce intuition, unwavering self-respect, and complete authenticity. So with that, let's get to learning. So for my debut episode, I'm going to address a very dear topic to me, which is the subject of highly sensitive persons, or HSPs. It's one of my many passions that I fervently honor, and I'm an extremely passionate person, as you will discover here on this podcast. So I'm an HSP, and I coach HSPs and teach about HSPs, and as a highly sensitive person, I deeply admire and respect myself for being one. In other words, I am self-reverent in large part for being an HSP. It is my superpower and its abilities are abundant and expansive. I'll get into the specifics of that shortly. And I strive to nurture self-reverence in HSPs because we truly possess an extraordinary gift with infinite reasons to revere ourselves. So let's get into it. What is an HSP? So an HSP, or a highly sensitive person, is someone who possesses an acutely sensitive nervous system due to a genetic and physiological trait called sensory processing sensitivity. Sensory processing sensitivity is a neutral and genetic trait involving an increased sensitivity of the central nervous system and a deeper cognitive processing of physical, social, and emotional stimuli. Essentially what that means is HSPs have an extra sensitively wired nervous system that causes us to take in and process more sensory input or more sensory information than the average person. So HSPs process more information and we process it more deeply and longer than the average person. And the effects of extensively processing all of that information are lasting and deeply impactful. So as a result, physical and emotional experiences feel more intense for HSPs, more intense with both positive and negative feelings, and our physical sensations are heightened and our emotions are amplified. And 15 to 20% of us humans on this planet are programmed with this uniquely fantastic physiological trait. That's one in five. Meaning those of us who are highly sensitive perceive and experience the world around us vastly differently than 80 to 85% of the rest of the world. That is a significant difference in reality for HSPs. Oh, and I want to underscore that this is a physiological trait. It's a common misconception that being highly sensitive is a personality trait, and it's not. It's a physical one. Okay, so essentially, intensity, depth, and impact are at the core of the HSP experience. And to illustrate this, I'm going to address and break down an acronym called DOES, D-O-E-S, which explains the four main aspects of the HSP trait. And this acronym was created by Dr. Elaine Aaron, who is the psychologist who discovered and coined the term highly sensitive person in 1991. Incidentally, that is the year I was born. So I love that coincidence. 
<laughs> so with that, let's get into it. Let's break down the acronym DOES. All right, so the first letter in our acronym DOES is D, and that stands for Depth of Processing. I'm going to be referring to this a lot. So depth of processing, this means that HSPs process sensory information more deeply than the average person. And this includes all sensory input, physical and emotional. So what we're hearing, what we're seeing, what we're reading, what we're thinking about, what we're feeling physically and emotionally. We are deeply processing communication between others that we're observing, seeing and hearing. We're deeply processing communication between us and others. We HSPs are processing all of that a lot deeper, more intricately, more thoroughly, more carefully, and more in-depth than the average person around us. And because HSPs feel more, both physically and emotionally, our sensitivity increases the intensity of physical sensations, like pain. So many of us are extra sensitive to pain because we are processing those painful stimuli more deeply. So therefore, we experience more pain. Along with the HSP depth of processing comes an innate pause to check system. This means that HSPs think and reflect in great depth and in great time before making a decision to act on. And this could range from small things like trying to pick between two all-purpose cleaners at the grocery store to deciding what song should play first in the car on the way to the grocery store. That is a personal example. I am very particular about which song will play first on my way to the grocery store because I want my sensory experience to be positive and peaceful. So I plan what I'm going to play first. <laughs> and so basically, we take our time. We're exceptionally careful. We depthfully plan each scenario in our heads and how each one will affect us. And we do this largely to prevent overstimulation and subsequent overwhelm, which actually describes the next letter in our acronym O, which represents overstimulation slash overwhelm. Let's get into it. Second letter in our acronym is O, which stands for overstimulation slash overwhelm. So because HSPs innately process things more deeply than most because of our depth of processing, which is constantly going to be a reference point, because HSPs innately process things more deeply than most, that further exacerbates the amount of brain power we need to process our environment. Because of that, we HSPs easily become overstimulated with all of that sensory information we're deeply processing. And that leads to physical and emotional feelings of overwhelm. We're also going to need more time than most others to recuperate from our various activities and experiences of the day. And that's because we wear out much quicker than most others. And it could even just be one activity or one encounter or one experience that we need to recuperate from. And this is especially true when HSPs have been in environments and situations that are complicated, meaning they were in a complex situation. So for example, if an HSP is in an environment involving a lot of things to remember, or they're in a noisy or cluttered space, or they're doing something in an atmosphere where the activity is taking too long, like a long commute or a lengthy event, then it's going to increase overwhelm and the subsequent rest time needed for our nervous system to recover from all of that over arousal. And really processing all of that information is a lot to deal with physically and emotionally. I mean, physically, it's just a lot to feel. So lots of intense sensations. And it's a lot to manage all those intense physical sensations, especially in social situations. 
and it really is physically uncomfortable and trying. It's truly overwhelming. And HSPs can feel a range of overstimulating physical sensations like muscle tightness, headaches, lightheadedness, nausea, shortened breath, jitteriness. That's something I get a lot. I feel like my body is jittery and buzzing when I'm overstimulated, when I'm overwhelmed. Uh, We can feel hot. We can have a palpitating heartbeat. And very commonly, we can have severe anxiety and, and much more. It's so much to handle and combat. It's draining and depleting and exhausting, which is why it is absolutely paramount. It is necessary that all HSPs have a toolkit in which they can use and reference whenever they are feeling overwhelmed. And it's also very important for us to work on preventative measures and prevent overwhelm from ensuing. And we'll get into the tactics and tools HSPs can use to prevent and combat that overstimulation and overwhelm. Moving on to the third letter in our acronym, which is E. And that stands for two things. It stands for emotional reactivity and empathy. First, let's focus on emotional reactivity. So HSPs react more to both positive and negative experiences. And this is because of what? The intensity of our depth of processing. Because HSPs process our emotions and experiences more deeply than most, that is naturally going to elicit more emotional reactivity when processing those emotions and experiences. So as a result, HSPs experience heightened feelings of any emotion or experience, such as heightened feelings of pleasure, curiosity, fear, anger, joy, excitement, etc. And as the mantra continues, because we HSPs process our experiences so deeply, we develop stronger feelings about those experiences as well. I'll give you a personal example. So I have a very, very strong fear response. (laughs) I am very easily spooked. I get scared very easily, very quickly. And I'll give you an example that occurred earlier today. This was probably an hour ago. My husband came into the closet, which is where I'm recording this. I created our bedroom closet into a makeshift studio. It's lovely. And I have a blanket that covers the entry to the closet because there's no door. So he pops in the closet and I did not hear him coming in because I had my AirPods in. I was listening to music And he pops in unbeknownst to me, and I was in a complete state of shock and terror. I screamed so loud. There was so much force being expelled from my body in that scream, in that moment. When I turned around and he was there, it was so deeply frightening. Even though I know John and myself are the only people here The only other beings here are our cats and our dog. It's just us. It's just our family and our little apartment. There are no actual surprises. So that's a perfect example. My emotional reaction to the emotion of experiencing fear was very strong. It was a very loud scream. My whole body went into the expulsion of that energy, the expulsion of that scream from my body. (laughs) Oh, wow. So there's a great example of emotional reactivity in HSPs. The second half of the letter E is empathy. 
So HSPs are extremely empathic individuals by nature, and that is because the part of the brain that helps humans understand people's intentions and how they feel is more active in the HSP brain. And this makes sense because the HSP brain is more associated with deeper cognitive processing of sensory input. Because there's so much neural activity in that particular part of the brain for HSPs, we do more than just intuitively know what or how someone is feeling. We ourselves are able to absorb and actually feel the other person's emotions and physical sensations as well. A great example of this is I will constantly skip over a particular episode of Bob's Burgers, which is one of my favorite shows. I consider it one of my safe shows. I will constantly skip over a particular episode because it bums me out to watch it, even though this is a fictional cartoon TV show. One of my favorite characters is Linda, and there's this episode where it's her birthday, and she has a terrible day. She goes through a number of unexpected trials and tribulations, and because my empathy is so strong for a cartoon character, it bums me out and upsets me to see her struggle, and it also makes me think about how horrible I would feel if that was my birthday. I would be devastated. So yes, deep empathy is innate within HSPs. The final letter in our acronym is S, and that stands for sensing subtleties. So HSPs have the innate ability to notice things and pick up on subtleties in our environments that other people miss, and that's because we're incredibly astute in nature. As I've discussed before, there are certain parts of the brain that are more active in the HSP brain, and those particular active parts are associated with more complex processing of sensory input. So because those parts of the brain are more active, that's why we HSPs are able to notice the subtleties in our environment. Our brain is essentially working overtime to take in much more of our surroundings. And this ability is not about having heightened or exceptional senses because there are HSPs that have poor eyesight and hearing. It's more so about the fact that HSPs are processing the information more carefully. Now, because HSPs are processing their surroundings so carefully, most of us are introverted. 70% of HSPs are introverts, and that is because we are carefully, quietly, deeply processing our surroundings. And it's a common misconception that introverts and HSPs are shy, which is not true. Being shy means that you are timid and nervous, and it's common for people to misinterpret being quiet as being nervous or timid, as being shy. But really, HSPs and introverts are just quietly, deeply taking in their surroundings and deeply processing everything. And that takes focus, which is why we tend to be quieter, why we tend to be introverted. Now, for myself, I would consider myself an extroverted HSP because I am quite gregarious, effervescent, and social. But if we take the HSP component out of my personality, out of my temperament, I would say I'm an introvert. And that's it. That is the end of the acronym DOES, and this concludes my debut episode. I wanted to give y'all a brief overview of what it means to be highly sensitive, give you information on what it means to have sensory processing sensitivity, and I hope this served you. I hope this provided you with valuable information and knowledge that you can apply if you are highly sensitive, or if you're not, you have loved ones, friends, colleagues even who are highly sensitive. Hopefully this gives you a better understanding of who they are and how and why they operate the way that they do. So stay tuned. I will be having another episode come out next week. This will be a weekly podcast and I look forward to sharing in knowledge and growth with this community. Until next time, which will be next week. Cheers y'all! Baby, baby.